Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. If you are at all on the fence of if you, if you should go whole food plant-based, I really believe that my next guest will get you off the fence and on the track. Yes, I do. Um, welcome to the Visibly Fit Podcast. If this is your first go at listening to this podcast, I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and I'm thrilled that you're, you're here sharing this time with us today. Um, before I bring in Dr. Sal, I want to share a little bit about who he is and why you should listen. So Dr. Sal, he lives in Florida. Florida, but he is a New Yorker at heart. And he has a long, long resume, but I'm just going to touch on a few things. He completed medical training at the New York College of Osteopathic Medicine from 1985 to 1989 and an internal medicine residency program at Sunny Stony Brook. And from 93 to 2010, he practiced general internal medicine and he saw over 100 patients every week doing chronic disease management. And over that time, Dr. Sal really witnessed firsthand how traditional healthcare in many cases did not result in improved clinical outcomes. And so he really started to investigate uh, preventative and lifestyle medicine. And so after 18 years of practicing general internal medicine, Dr. Sal began focusing on preventative healthcare. He became board certified uh, from the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine and also through um, the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. So really studying anti-aging and regenerative medicine. But from 2010 to 2020, he was the medical director for employee health and wellness at the Lee Health System that supervised the care of over two excuse me, not 2000, but 20,000 employees. Wow. What an undertaking. Um, he, he is, um, quite the guy, let me tell you now over the last 15 years, he worked, uh, with other physicians and healthcare providers that, um, really wanted to come alongside him and become certified in lifestyle medicine. And so Dr. Sal worked with the Lee Health Health System to start developing a division for lifestyle medicine, which is fantastic. But in April 2020, we all know that year, 2020, was a perfect time for him to do this. He left the Lee Health System and started Concierge Lifestyle Medicine, which is a private practice that's focused on wellness and prevention. That's right. Now, this particular practice has 800 square feet, professional te- a professional teaching kitchen, 800 square foot gym, and a team of lifestyle medicine professionals focused on plant-based eating, regular physical activity, and all the pillars of lifestyle medicine. 
Dr. Sal's passion, which you will hear, he is so passionate, is in the prevention of chronic disease and cancer. And much of the focus of his practice is also on what he calls de-prescribing, getting individuals off those medications. Oh man, we are on the same page there. But he believes that most chronic illnesses and many cancers are the result of unhealthy lifestyle choices, and most can be treated, reversed, and even prevented, yes, by healthy lifestyle behaviors and choices. And uh, personally, he lives with his 12-year-old daughter, uh, excuse me, 14-year-old daughter, Isabella, and he lives a plant-based lifestyle. He exercises um, religiously five to six times a week. He likes to run, uh, play tennis, and do weightlifting. So help me welcome to the show, Dr. Sal. Well, welcome to the Visibly Fit show, Dr. Sal. How are you? Um, wonderful. Thank you so much for the invitation. Great, uh, to, great see you. to see you again. The last time I saw you, we were in Bonita Springs and you invited me to speak at the Veg Fest that you're putting together. So it's been a while. It has been, right? And thank God we're, you know, we're past, hopefully past this pandemic and we can actually get out and see Amen. people again. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm right? with you on that. Yes. And so mm-hmm. um, you, you go by Dr. Sal, but it's actually Dr. Salvador Lacanina. Um, but thank Correct. goodness you go by Dr. Sal, because I even had to ask you before we started the show, um, how do you say your last name? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. So you consider yourself a New Yorker, even though you live in Florida. Uh, that's right. I'll always oh, be yeah? a New Yorker. I've been down here in Florida since 93, but my whole family's up there. What part? And, you know, obviously, I, uh, they're, they're in uh, on Long Island in Hop Hog, out by nice. Smithtown. So I go up a couple of times a year just to visit everyone. Yeah, it's, it's uh Florida is great to live in. I love the weather down here, but New York is definitely right, home. Right. And so will you stay in Florida, you think, or do you think you'll ever head back home? No, I can't go back to the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let my I won't let my mom listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, that's great. No, it's so hard when you live in the warm weather. It's just so hard to go back to well, the cold. Well, I grew up in Texas and I always say I'm I'll always be a Texan, but I live in Minnesota and I've been here almost 25 years. And so I'd like to go back to the warmth, maybe <laughs> myself. And didn't you do an ice challenge? Recently? I did. You saw that, huh? I did see that. Right. I don't know three how you minutes, did that. Three minutes, baby. Three minutes. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, as you know, the power of the mind. And when you can just breathe through um, pain, if you will. In fact, you, you know what you're going through it right now. You actually just recently uh, had a surgery on your rotator cuff. So you're probably breathing through a little bit of pain yourself. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, but it's amazing exactly. what our bodies can do and how they can heal themselves. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, because you and I are both so passionate about helping people get healthy and well and, and preventative um, measures. And, you know, you, you're a doctor of osteopathic mm-hmm. medicine. And so you're about the, the whole holistic, whole person approach. And that's another thing that I love about what you teach and what you're all about. But let's kind of talk about your history. You've, I mean, you've got a long um, bio and a long uh, resume. And so I, I don't want to um, go through the whole thing, but let's just do a couple of highlights, if you will. So as we said, I grew up in New York. I finished my residency at Stony Brook. I did an internal medicine residency up there. And actually, I got a job down here in Florida even before I left New York. Uh, back in 93, there were not a lot of internists down here in Fort Myers. So it was really easy to get work. 
And I worked for a private company for about 15 months. And then I joined the lead physician group. The health system down here was starting a physician group. And I worked for them actually for 26 years. Um, I was their medical director for a number of years. Uh, watched the the, um, organization grow from, I was actually number 13 that was hired, the 13th physician hired. When I left, uh, well, while I was medical director, we had about 75 doctors uh, under the lead physician group banner, if you will. Um, but now they have about 700. So wow. the, the, the community and the health system has grown dramatically in that time Certainly. period. And I've always been interested in health and wellness. I've, you know, I've been running since I was in high school and um, n- was never really fully satisfied with the way people that come to an internist don't take care of themselves. You know, I can't say take care of themselves because oftentimes they don't. It's just they're coming in for medicine exactly. and you're spending literally less than 15 minutes with every patient. And it's just like a mill. I would typically see about 100 patients wow. a week. And I always really wanted to do a practice where I could just devote my time to health and wellness and work with individuals similar to you um, that really wanted to be well and stay well and grow old without getting yes. old. Um, you know, that um, that thought process, people that that come in and say, I don't want medicine. I don't want surgery. I don't want procedures. Can I do it a different way? So the practice that I run right now, it's a concierge lifestyle medicine practice is phenomenal because I spend an hour with every patient. I know all of my patients really well. They know me, they have my cell phone number. They call me if they need me. And it's really just a blessing to be able to work with people that really want to stay well. Absolutely. And you said it right there. Um, When you work with people that want and have a desire to get well, as opposed to just wanting a quick fix bandaid to, to, you know, cover up a symptom, then you, you see the um, just the fortitude of that person that takes action in a different way. Right. They just really want to do all things to get better. But you mentioned about um, growing old too fast or, or growing up without getting old. And that's the title of your book. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because I love that, Um, you know, grow up without getting old. And so I see that along kind of like having faith, like a child a little bit, right. Um, Ask lots of questions and live enthusiastically and live with great intention Mm -hmm. and be present. And so when we're not present, we usually um, are are ignoring the symptoms of our body and what it's, what we've done to it or um, that kind of thing. So when you work with your, your patients, what have you seen the most um, concern of, of the majority that come in? What's their, what's their biggest concern? I think it really is getting old. It's, it's amazing how many people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s come in and tell me, I just feel old. And I look at them like, are you kidding me? You know, I'll be, I'll be 64 you this look year. fantastic. I no. I don't consider myself old. No. You know, I still run, you know, well, with the exception of right now, you know, I'm still running 5Ks. And I actually, with one of my patients, um, ran a 10-mile uh, trail run about a Fun. month ago which was phenomenal. And it was, it was really interesting because we, we ran and we just, uh, we just hit about two hours to do the 10 miles. Believe it or not, the guys that won ran it in one hour. That means they were running a six minute mile the woods. for 10 miles through wow. the woods. <laughs> right? So it really, you know, it, and, and obviously these guys were a lot younger than we are, uh, but it really shows you the power of staying healthy and there were people that were older than us and they're running whatever times they're running. But the important point is, as you just mentioned, being present 
in yeah. life and being mindful about what you do on a regular basis is what really allows you to stay well. Yeah. Because when you get up in the morning, you know, I always say, you know, your number one priority when you get up in the morning is should be to say your yes. prayers, get set for the day. And then after that, your next priority really should be your health. Because if it's not, everything else fails. And it really only seems like when your health fails, then people start to take it seriously, which is really a shame because, you know, getting out from behind the eight ball, as they say, is very difficult, as you know. Um, well, I, I think of it as, you know, it's a gift that we've been given this body, right? And it, it's like if you were to give someone a precious gift, like like a, a diamond ring when you get married or whatever, and, you know, if you were to abuse it and not clean it and take care of it, it would look grimy and gross. And I mean, I think of all the cooking I do, you know, um, if I didn't clean it. And so it, it's like, why wouldn't you take care of your body? It's a gift, you know, it's your most prized uh, possession. Um, but you said prayers first. And I want to talk about that because I know you are a, a faith-filled man. And um, let's let's talk a little bit about your faith. Well, uh, I was raised Catholic. Um, I really consider myself Christian yeah. now. Um, I go to a, a non-denominational Christian church, and I love the place because it's called Ocean Church. It's in Cape Coral down here, and they have a great music ministry. You know, I, I always say I can't go in there any on any any time that I'm there and not come to tears with something that has moved me in such a way that I really feel like the Holy Spirit is getting getting yes. to me which is really what's supposed to happen when you're there, you know, and, and not, it's certainly not a dig on Catholic on the Catholic faith at all, but masses at the Catholic church are different. They're very, you know, ritualistic, if you will. So what I learned, um, well, you probably know Scott Stoll, Dr. Stoll. So Scott and his family actually baptized me a number of Stop years it. ago. At I his didn't house know that. And yeah, you know, I was baptized Chris, uh, Catholic, uh, you know, sure. as a kid. But I really got to a point in my life where I wanted to be rebaptized, and Scott really has become a spiritual mentor for me. As a, in addition to being just a great yes. friend and a peer physician and all, for a while I said, you know, I really want to be rebaptized. So he said, well, why don't you come up here? You know, I do it at my house, and it was awesome. It was Aww. so cool. So you know, similar to what you said, if you don't take care of the temple that you have, then it's really hard to ask anyone whether you're a believer. And you're asking God at that point to give you back your health, or you're asking physicians and health coaches and people to help you from that perspective, it really is your responsibility to be healthy, yes. you know, and not to abuse yeah, yourself. That's so true. Um, you, you talked about being Catholic and converting over. And so my husband was brought up Catholic and his whole family and, and they've all uh, converted, but one, but um, it's amazing just the the strong foundation of Catholics and just the, um, I mean, it's just beautiful. And then to see how the Holy spirit moves in and, and, um, as they give their life in a different way, it's just, um, so rich and I've just seen it. It's, it's just beautiful. So I love that. And I love that Dr. Stoll baptized you. That's super cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Great guy. I love Scott. Well, um, I know that we're all on a mission to, to really help God's people get well um, but as you know, we can't do it for them. They have to uh, take ownership. And so what would you say? Mm -hmm. you, you said that most of your clients are ready and willing, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which is great mm -hmm. because a lot of people come fighting and screaming and you mean I have to do this? Right. I have to do that. <laughs> so um, 
Right. How, how do people seek you out? How do they know that it's time and Dr. Sal is the person I need to go see? You know, we didn't really do when I, when I started the, this practice, the lifestyle medicine practice in April of 2020, I did just a little bit of uh, advertising in the newspapers, which really was not very effective. But I, I've been in this town, as I said, for 26, 27 years. So it really just became Referral. word of mouth that I was leaving the old practice and people started coming in. And they would specifically say, I'm looking for a doctor like you. And, you know, I would ask them, well, what does that mean to you? And they would say, I'm looking for someone that isn't just all about prescriptions and that somebody will help me with my nutrition and activity. And, you know, the pillars of lifestyle medicine, when you really think about it, what did our grandparents and parents really talk to us about? Eat healthy food, go outside and exercise, get enough sleep, you know, don't get stressed yeah, out. Back to the basics. The simple things. Yeah, that's the basic stuff. You know, the simple things that you really can do to stay well, really hold true. And when you do those things, you can stay well. It's great. Yeah. You, you develop a great life And the for fact yourself. that you have time like I do to build a relationship with your patients is huge because then you can really start to see the layers of what people are really um, not saying right? Sometimes they come in and it's like, just help me. But really what it is, as you unravel it, you see that, oh my goodness, they are stressed to the max. They are dealing with, you know, elderly parents or, you know, whatever the case may be, and they just really need rest. And so um, that's beautiful that you have that opportunity to, to unravel that with them. And so as you take them through the process of, of working with them, what's kind of the first first step and then take me through a process of of um, when you work with your patients and and how long is it that you typically work with them so you know I, I like to get them to know them first as an individual but before they even come in we send them a pre-visit form that they fill out with all their past medical history and such it's it's really amazing when you think about it you know if you look at the uh, if you look at this this stock, industry, if you will, you know, investing, people know much more about their money than they do about their own health. Right. And if they don't have their health, how are they going to ever spend that money or, or use it wisely or give it or. <laughs> and, and, you know, and even when you ask about details, like, you know, when you see a new patient, you want to know their past medical history and if they've had surgeries and most people don't have that information literally at their fingertips because they don't have copies of their blood tests or their EKGs or their chest x-rays or whatever. So I really, uh, I'm very diligent about getting all of that history up front because I want to know before they even come in what type of shape they've been in, what they've had in the past as far as medical problems. And I really try to wrap my head around where I'm going to go with them. But then the first visit, uh, like every other visit is generally an hour. Sometimes the first visit is even more than that if they're very complex. And I just like to spend time for them to get to know me and for me to know them as an individual. And then I'm really very detailed about going through their history and, and doing a full physical exam, which had, unfortunately, it really seems like a lot of younger physicians have forgot, forgotten how to mm -hmm. do. You know, the message that I have to young, young doctors is do a physical exam on your mm -hmm. patients. It's incredible how many people I've seen, especially in the new practice, that have had severe medical problems that were really easily diagnosed by a physical exam. I, I would ask them, well, what did your old doctor say about that? And they'll say, well, he or she never even examined my belly like you Do just you did. Do you think it's because, like you mentioned earlier in the interview, that it's like a mill. People are just coming in. It's 15 minutes. It's fast. It's like they're, they're seeing so many people that they just dismiss that. Like Correct. Yeah. 
I think it's easier to write a prescription for an MRI or a CAT scan or some blood work and get them out yeah. the door. And there's but, more you know, money that's the, made that way too. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. It's unfortunate. Right. That's that really can be the case if you're working for a health right. system that's getting that revenue. But, you know, for several reasons, number one, you know, the laying on of hands, something that cannot be replaced, even if you're not using it to diagnose a problem, just touching another human being creates Amen. that connection that you can't develop any other yeah. way. So, you know, that's, that's one reason. But then the other reason is, you know, you have to examine your patients. So um, that's a big part of it, you know, and after we finish the exam and I order whatever tests need to be ordered, we sit together and we actually develop an action plan for whatever problems they have, because it really has to be your plan, not my plan, because if it's just my plan, you're not going to take it as seriously as if you developed it That's yourself. Good. So you guys kind of uh, walk through that process together and you allow them to be part of that plan so that they'll take ownership and do it. Exactly. They have to have ownership in the plan itself because when they, I always say, you know, healthcare happens once the individual leaves my yeah. office, it really doesn't happen in the office itself. It happens when, you know, you're on that yellow brick road of life and you're getting off the yellow brick road and you're stopping at fast food or conversely, you're going and you're stopping at the gym, you know, so all the things that you do while you're traveling on your road will either create health or create right. disease. And that's what I really try to encourage my patients. And that, that's one of the reasons, you know, similar to your practice, when you have um, open communication on a regular basis with your patients, you know what they're doing on a daily yes. basis because you can check in on them. You could tell them, hey, send me a text and let me know if you went to the gym today, things like right? that. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Absolutely. Which I, yeah, I think is um, really a key component because if if you just go to the, a doctor and they prescribe and then you never talk to them again until that next visit, they don't know what you've done. Mm -hmm. And you can even tell them, oh, yeah, I did all that, but you didn't, <laughs> you know, right. so exactly. if you've got someone right. that cares enough about you, that's checking in and and um, keeping you accountable, right. that will keep you a little more, I think, um, on that on that yellow brick road, so to speak. So right. uh, that's so good. Right. So when did you write your book, Grow Up uh, Without Getting Old? It actually, this is a compilation of seven years of newspaper articles for the news press down here. Um, my assistant at that time, Pat Knudsen, helped me uh, get most of these uh, articles in the right format. And then Melissa Furman, who was my co-producer on this, uh, really helped us figure out, you know, the, uh, I love the picture I on the front, too. the little guy with the yes. bicycle, you know, the bicycles made up of all vegetables and fruits. Um, so we published it now about two years ago and, you know, we sell it in the office. We sell it at, when I do presentations or online on the, on the website. So what is your website? If someone wants to check that out. Uh, it's Dr. Sal, so Dr. Sal, Dr. Sal Lifestyle Med dot com. Okay. So Dr. Sal Lifestyle Med dot com. You know, I really like the title because you know, growing up without getting old really should be something that you think about every yes. day. You know, what is it that you want to do so that you can continue doing those things as we get right. older? Right, and and you know, I think the fact that you're you are working with younger people that really aren't quote unquote old, but they're feeling old is a big sign of, of where life 
is currently. It's it's very sedentary in front of the TV, the computer, the whatever. It's not as active. And so um, if you're dealing with people with aches and pains and lots of inflammation and, you know, disease is right at the cusp, then um, yeah, you're going to feel old. So what do you do about it? And and it's take action. And so I know you have a great plan for for your patients to do just that. And they come alongside of you, which is which is awesome. Uh, so that they have ownership. But as far as getting old too, I think people um, see just the outward appearance as a, a big issue, especially in this time of people comparing with one another on social media or whatever it is, unfortunately. But um, how do you address that? Because that's more psychological, um, you know, with with maybe wrinkles or, you know, just the way our bodies age in general. How do you age with grace? And you could really look at it two different ways. You could look at a person that looks old, that actually is very fit and yeah. functional. You know, one of the um, one of the 5Ks that I did at the Adventist Church down here a number of years back, there were three people old in, from 80 to 85, and there were one or two people that were over 85. Wow. So you could look at an individual and say, well, that person is old, but without knowing what they do functionally, they may be a whole lot younger than right. you think. And then the opposite is also true. You know, you could look young, but really be unhealthy on the yeah. inside. You know, we're working right now. So I'm the, also the medical director for the Lifestyle Medicine Institute that runs the CHIP program, which right now we rebranded as PIBIO. Oh. P -I so no longer CHIP. And we were just Pibio. recently... It's no longer chip. It's called. And what Pivio does Pivio yeah, stand for? We did for? all the, uh, the the name was was developed because of its similarity to ah. pivot. So what we really want people to think about is how do you pivot to a healthier lifestyle so that you can stay healthy and again grow up without getting old. Um, so we rebranded the name. We did all the videos over again. If you actually look at PivioHealth.com, um, you can see some of the videos, which are really cool because. We found six people um, across the country that were the standard American individuals, if you will. And we brought them down to Destin, Florida for about six weeks. And they lived in a house together. We had uh, lectures every day. We had a vegan chef that cooked for them and taught them about plant-based nice. eating and why that's so important. And we watched them on their journey. And um, probably this August, we'll have a year follow-up with them to see how they're doing. Oh, I'm sure. Just in that six weeks. Right. They got, you know, their blood pressure went down, their their cholesterol got better. You know, we did all the traditional biomarkers and labs and such. But it really proves how quickly you can improve your health. So again, you know, just looking at individ an individual, you really don't know a lot about them until you listen to what they tell you about how functional yeah. they are. And the power of a community that's doing it all together, right? Uh, so you don't feel so alone because so many people uh, may be on this journey on their own within their family, right? Like their spouse, their kids, they're like, no way, I'm not doing that. And so they feel, they, they kind of check out. They're like, well, I, I just can't win this battle, they think. And so when they have a community of support, that that's really huge. Um, uh, and then of course, you know, they had the chef cooking for them and all that. That would be great. Right. <laughs> I that like helps. that myself. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, right. um, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, the foods, the, these days you had mentioned the, the, you know, yellow brick road and how you can go one way or the other. And if you stop off at fast food, well, um, my husband and I, we were just in California and 
there are several new fast food places, but it's, it's plant based fast food, right? It's the, the new future fast food. And, um, I mean, personally speaking, I still believe it's fast food, that it's, it's, it's not healthy. It's very processed and, and fillers and all kinds of things. Uh, but I want to get your take on it. Um, I don't know if, if you've got that in Florida or not, but um, just because you're leaving one fast food restaurant for another doesn't necessarily mean it's the right choice. Looking at the plant-based processed foods that you see on television yeah. now, there's processed yeah. foods, but I think they are useful for the individuals that say, you know, I'm eating a standard American diet transition. now and I can't, yeah. yeah, I can't go tomorrow and be strictly plant-based. So as transitional foods, I think they're okay. okay. You know, you have to tell people they're obviously not as healthy as just making a really big salad with right. tons whole of vegetables foods. and some fruits yeah. and all, yeah. right. And eating whole foods. And it's always interesting, you know, how, uh, and I show, I actually have my computer in my office on my office desk, but I have it connected to a big TV screen in the room. So my patients can see everything that I see on my computer. So I'll oftentimes show them um, the, um, well, Game Changers oh, is, is one, uh, which is a phenomenal little uh, video that yes. you can watch. But then uh, Make Health Last. I have you know not that video? seen that one, no. Oh, you have okay. to see this. It is so cool because it's actually a split screen. The same guy is on both sides. On the right side, he's aging in the standard American way. And it's really an interesting dichotomy the way they show it. On the right side, he's pulling something up uh, um, uh, up uh, on his neck and it's an oxygen cannula oh or he's looking down at his wrist and he's looking at his hospital oh. band. And on the other side, he's pulling up a necktie because it looks like he's getting dressed to go powerful. out. And he's looking at a nice wristwatch. It is really, really powerful. Now, is that something that you can get on like Netflix or it's on, okay, it's on Netflix. Cool, yeah. Cool. You can get it on yeah, YouTube. You. Um, it's called make health last. And the guy asks, you know, how do you want to grow old? Do you want to grow old with vitality or do you want to get old with disease? And when you really think about that, and I, I say to my patients, you know, how do most people in this country spend the last years of their lives? When you think about it, the majority spend their lives in sickness, yeah. not in wellness. So is that the way you want to, you know, think about it? We're working and we'll get to our retirement years and we'll retire and hopefully have some money to spend. But if you don't have your health, what have you accomplished? Exactly. Yeah, it's really uh, helping transition and having a mindset shift for so many to really see that what you do today matters for your tomorrows. And I, I think, you know, sometimes the mentality is, you know, live life large and slide into home base and, you know, that kind of thing. Just go, go, go. And you, you, you're not, it's not going to work out that way <laughs> for the majority of people. Yeah. Exactly. You hear some exceptions, you know, where someone says, oh, my uncle smoked and he drank and he died at 100, yeah, whatever. George That's Burns the exception kind of for exception. sure. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, but even what you just said, you know, living healthy today helps your future. But when you look at the science of epigenetics and what you're actually doing by living healthy today impacts future generations. Yes. I mean, that's that's a scientific yeah. fact. You know, when you look at the work of uh, Dean Ornish, you know, what he did with prostate cancer and showing through his research, showing that 
a healthy plant-based lifestyle with other, you know, uh, other parts of the, of the lifestyle behaviors impacts like 400 different genes that will decrease your risk of prostate cancer. It's incredible. It it makes me just think, mm -hmm. you know, like, why wouldn't you (laughs) go whole food plant-based? And, and so, um, yeah, but it's, it also shows the power of food and, and the chemical release and, you know, that we have to really rewire the way that we think and, and go through that detox time and go through that transition of being a little uncomfortable, um, eating things you're not used to, but then your, your palate, you know, it'll, it'll get used to it and you'll crave those salads. You'll crave those green drinks or whatever. So. Yeah. But you know, Dean's work is really impressive because obviously he included in the spirituality and the love and the relationships, which really, when you look at even the blue zone, concept, you know, those are things that really allow people to live to be a hundred. And that goes back to community too, with the blue zones, right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, you know, a lot of the, the, the listeners may say, well, you know, all these people are doing talking about eating, eating, you know, healthy food, but obviously it's a lot more than that. And when you are surrounded by people that live a similar lifestyle that are supportive, that love you and you love vice versa, that really impacts the the quality of your life and your longevity to a That's big so degree. That's so true, Dr. Sal. And I, I think about like my heart is burdened for the one that doesn't have someone in their life that loves them or that they realize that loves them or they feel alone or maybe they are alone. Maybe everyone else um, has has passed on. And And so what would you say to that person um, that may feel like, you know, I, I'm either unlovable or I, I don't, I don't have anyone to love. I'm all alone. What would you say to them? Well, you and I would say the same thing. God still <laughs> ah, loves you. Good. So you're not alone, <laughs> you know, and if you're, if you believe, you know, um, that there is more to this life than we think there is, we're never alone. Um, but you know, for people that are alone in, in the sense that the way that you're describing it, there are so many support groups you can get involved at any age right. in church, you know, in community events and things like that. And it really is important. You know, again, the, the, the science really shows that people that are socially isolated don't live as long as other people. And the quality of life is definitely right. different. So you think about that as we are coming out of this pandemic and the two years worth of isolation and how that is kind of a setup for an unhealthy life Um, and to see beyond just the pandemic, but to see the spiritual aspect of what might've been going on too, and to understand and to be very intentional. Like even you and I having this conversation, I mean, I am just like loving it, you know, like you can even go through Zoom and and have chats and conversations and and just be filled up Mm -hmm. knowing that you do have, um, people that are in your community that, that think like you and, right. and, and support and love. So um, very cool. I love talking with you. I, I it's been way too yeah, long. You too. Um, you've had just an incredible, you know, history of, of just, you know, caring for others and, and, you know, just really giving your all to your patients, but how do you, Dr. Sal, fill yourself back up because I know it can be depleting, right? (laughs) So we have to make sure that we're healthy and well too. So what's your best way that you get filled up? Well, you know, I played so much tennis over the years that I screwed up my arm. Don't tell me that because I love tennis. Of course, everyone's playing pickleball now, but. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, pickleball is great, you know, but over the years, you know, I played a lot of tennis and the way the orthopedic surgeon described it, you know, you develop some arthritis in the joint itself. So the bone itself is not smooth anymore and it wears down on the tendons. So that's, you know, what they ended up repairing and they put a few anchors in there. But the therapist told me that I should be able to get back to playing tennis again. But, you know, to your point and your question, we have to find things to fill ourselves up because as healthcare providers, we're always giving and giving yes. and giving. Um, I love to read. Um, I live in a, in a community where we have a man-made lake outside so I can sit on my lanai and just, you know, read some books in the morning. Actually, I'm reading a really cool book right now. It's called Limitless. Limitless, Limitless by Jim oh, Quick. Oh, yes, I know Phenomenal Jim Phenomenal book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is so I, cool. I read that one, though. You know, because he really teaches you how to use your brain and how to train your yes. brain to learn to, to study, to realize that you really should not have any limits in life because the brain is such a powerful organ. We have organ. the mind of Christ, uh, Dr. Sell. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. You could That's do right. anything. Do right? all things through Christ who yeah. strengthens us. I think we don't always uh, walk around with that in our memory bank, like, oh yeah, I do have the mind of Christ. I can think right. in a limitless way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you you really have to do things. So I I eat healthy. I try to, I think sleep is my, is my nemesis. (laughs) You know, I try to get as much sleep as I can. And, um, you know, uh, that, that being one of the important things, but then, you know, my family is really important to me. I have three kids. Um, my youngest is 14, so I have to stay healthy for her. Yeah. My oldest, my oldest, actually, uh, Maria will be 34 on Wednesday. And then my son is 31 and my youngest is 14. So, you know, I have to stay healthy for her because, you know, she's going to need me for a long number Uh, of years. You know, when you, I think when you fill yourself with a purpose different than just being selfish and saying, I want to do these things for myself. To take a good selfie. I want to do certain things. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) A whole nother conversation. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, you know, for the audience, you really have to see filling yourself up as a selfless um, behavior because you can't help anyone else unless you help yourself. Yes. You know, when you're on the airplane and the oxygen mask comes down, what do they tell you to do? Put it on yourself first so you can help That's somebody right. else. So in life, you have to take care of yourself if you're going to take care of anybody right. else. And like you said, with epigenetics, it's not selfish, it's selfless. Because when you're caring for you, then on down the line, you're affecting generations to come. So um, it's exactly. actually right. uh, a very important thing to do. So what is, I'm going to ask you two questions. What is one thing that maybe yeah. someone wouldn't know about Dr. Sal? Like, do you have a special unique hobby? <laughs> Can you play an instrument? What's something unique that maybe no one knows? Um, I love dancing. Oh, really? What kind of dancing? Yeah, my my daughter's mom uh, was a professional dancer. Really, I love. So that. when we when we were together, she taught me how to do all the ball typical ballroom dances. Really. And I took salsa lessons after that. I love Latin music. Oh yes, yes. I I've been a dancer all my life. Like I love that. And what a great way to work out and stay healthy. Oh, fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. So I, you know, that's if there's music, I'm I'm off my seat and on the dance floor oh, for sure. That's so good. That's so good. What is your um your your heritage? So my dad's family is from Sicily. Sicily, from okay. Cal- Sicily. And my mom's family is also from Italy, but they're from Naples. Okay. Okay. So, and I visited both places several times in the past. If you, and as a matter of fact, last night I was watching Stanley Tucci's 
tour through Italy. Have you seen, I have not. seen that on CNN? No. Oh, CNN Sunday nights. Uh, he's, he's, this is his second series. So he's touring Italy basically tells you about the culture, but also about the foods. Oh yeah. It's just a really cool show. Um, so I've been to Italy to visit the towns where my uh, grandparents came from in the past. And I'm, now that the pandemic is seems to be winding down, I would like to take another another trip there. Oh well, I I believe that you will. You will definitely get there. But I was just wondering because if you like to dance, I figured there's something in there in that lineage. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, so exactly. That's awesome. Well, last lastly, before we wrap up, what is one word that could sum up who you are? Who is Doctor Sal in one word, or maybe one phrase? It sounds too flippant or not appropriate to say that I'm a doctor, but the way that I would explain that is I think that I was really made to, to serve others, you know, and, and it really, the interesting part of the book, the, the one thing that I really love about this book is on the first couple of pages, it actually shows a picture and explains how I got into healthcare in the first place. So I'll show you. This picture, which is I don't know, on page four or five, or whatever. The little kid there, who was really small when I first met him, his name his name was Andy. Um, he had Down syndrome, and I worked in the school where he was going to, and really just got to know him and his family really well. Such that in the summertime, when school was over, his his uh, parents asked me to take care of him for the summer. So that was my summer job one year. Wow. I would just pick him up, take him to the park, take him to eat, whatever, and you know, uh, watched him grow up. Unfortunately, he, he died when he was in his 20s, I believe. Um, and I have to actually, well, we should pray on this one because I've been trying to find his parents again. Really? They're up in, uh, they were up in New York, but I have not been able to locate them because I dedicated the book to him. Oh, wow. You know, and it was really a turning point in my life because I really just started to read more about Down syndrome and, and then decided at that point that after studying, you know, to read more about medicine and healthcare in general, that I wanted to go to medical school. So that was a tremendous turning point in my life. So I think the answer to your question really is, I guess I'm a servant in that matter, you know, in that uh, probably if I had to use one word to describe it, and it's really something that I love doing. I really can't see ever not doing this in some capacity, you know, but that's a, that's a it's a really deep, deep question. It is, but you answered <laughs> sure. it so beautifully. And I am just so grateful for Andy. Like, I yeah. mean, his legacy, like, I just want to kind of tear up right now because his legacy is yeah. living on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. So I will be yeah. praying uh, just intentionally that you do find his parents because I know that will bless yeah. them immensely. And you have blessed yeah, us today being on the Visibly Fit show. And so um, I appreciate you so very much. So um, please go out if you're listening and get Grow Up Without Getting Old. And you can get that at drsallifestylemed.com. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much. Well, I appreciate you. You know, you've spent so many years of your life being a champion for healthy living and for Christ and for really so many things that really have such a dramatic impact on people. So thank you for what you, what you do every day. And thank you for the opportunity of being on the show. I really enjoyed seeing you again and and talking with you. Awesome. Well, I'm sure I'll see you again soon. God bless. Yes, indeed. Stay well. 
Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.